Welcome to Lombardi's Legends. Uh, we're recording right now. It's October 23rd. We just got finished having an incredible conversation uh, with a true Lombardi's legend, quarterback Don Horn. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, it is the Green Bay Packers bye week. We wanted to hold this podcast back and give it the credit it's due during the Packers uh, bye week. So there's no competition with what's going on with the game and Weg's that was truly one of the, the best highlights we've ever had recording a podcast so far, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And having a guy like uh, Mr. Horn uh, on was uh, one of the uh, goals and, and aspirations that we had when we started this podcast. And part of the reason why we named it Lombardi's Legends was to pay homage to Don and his fellow teammates um, and what great players were on those teams and what great men were on those teams, as, as he said as well. Um, and for those of the, you that um, don't know uh, Don Horn, he uh, was drafted by the Packers in 1967. He was the first round pick, All-American quarterback, um, and um, uh, went on to be uh, part of a special season in Green Bay. They were coming off of the Super Bowl I championship, and we all know what happened that next year. Um, so uh, if you want to learn a little bit more about what it was like to be there firsthand, you're really going to enjoy this interview. Wags, uh, we're talking training camp stories with Vince Lombardi. We're talking um, teammates, some of the greatest of great players of all time. And we're talking with Don Horn about the ice bowl. The man stood next to Vince Lombardi, had a, a first-hand look at Bart Starr's quarterback sneak, incredible stories, and some stories I had never heard before. Yeah, and some really funny uh, stories as well about some of his teammates and, and some of the camaraderie that they had um, being on Lombardi time. So anyway, <laughs> we won't spoil any of those, um, but uh, I think uh, you're really gonna enjoy this. Uh, interview in this episode. It's about a 30-minute interview, and uh, it was just a lot of fun. So um, we really hope you enjoy it. Uh, but uh, sit back, relax, um, and uh, get a scotch and a cigar <laughs> and uh, celebrate uh, the Packers having a great season, Coach Lombardi style, and, and really enjoy this one. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. In horseshoes and hand grenades. There ain't no second place in Lambo, it's a whole new game. You either go big, go hard, or go on back home. You got to feel it in your gut. You better want it in your bones. Joining us now is Super Bowl winning quarterback. Uh, former Green Bay Packer, uh, Don Horn. Don, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, you're welcome, guys. God, I just got back from Wisconsin uh, a couple of days ago. I was back there for a signing in, uh, in uh, Eau Claire and La Crosse, and it's always good to go back to Wisconsin because I got some great uh, fond memories of uh, 
of the great Packer fans back there in the great state, the big, great Badger state. Well, Don, I, we're so excited to have you on uh, the podcast here. And, I mean, you played eight seasons. You were the first-round pick in 67 in the NFL-AFL draft uh, with the Packers. And uh, we say here on the podcast, once a Packer, always a Packer. So the first question we have for you is, sir, how does it feel to be a Green Bay Packer? Well, uh, it, it, it kind of, uh, it kind of, you know, kind of blew me away. I, uh, uh, it's funny because, you know, the draft was a lot different to, you know, back then than it is today, certainly. And, uh, I had four or five teams say they were going to draft me or three teams, four teams anyway. And, uh, and back then I was sitting in the, uh, the PR director's office at San Diego State where I played for Coriel and, uh, and uh, they just asked for, you know, where are you going to be, you know, the day of the draft. We're listening to it on the radio. And I'm listening to all the draft, and um, all these teams that said they're going to draft me kind of passed over me. And uh, right at the end of the first round, I get a call, and I forget the girl's name. She said, uh, is this Don Horn? I said, yes, it is. She said, this is Carol. I think Carol so-and-so, uh, please hold for Coach uh, Coach Lombardi. And I thought somebody was jerking my chain because I hadn't talked to uh, – you know, I hadn't talked to Green Bay all, you know, ever, and I've talked to other teams. I guess back then they had consortiums. They had, uh, you know, they shared information and the uh, scouting combines they had back then. And uh, anyway, so, you know, when Coach Lombardi came on that, uh, you know, on that phone, I, I, I almost hung up. I thought somebody was jerking my chain, you know. <laughs> so, But, uh, you know, when 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 they hear that voice, you know, Donald, yeah, this is Coach Vince Lombardi, the Green Bay Packers, you know, and, and he said, uh, I think, uh, he said something like, uh, hey, uh, Kansas City's picking right now. We're considering making you our, our next, uh, next draft choice. Would you have any reservations about playing for the Green Bay Packers? You know, and I said, no, sir, are you kidding? <laughs> you know, and, you know, anyway, so, you know, and so, you know, 15 minutes later, he called back and he said, welcome, you're now a Green Bay Packer. You know, what can you get back here? Of course, you know, I got back right away. You know, Little different, little different than these guys today, but uh, it's a different game today. Yeah, absolutely. And Don, what, what were some of your emotions in that moment when when you get that call from Coach Lombardi? Oh, all right. Well, I, you know, it's been so. I, I can't even. Uh, God, I just. <laughs> you're going back a few years, young man, but uh, <laughs> just you know, you're you know, you're you're you know, you're as high as tight. You know, you can't believe it. You know, I just talked to the legend. You know, the you know the man and. Uh, and of course, you know, I go back to Green Bay and, uh, and, uh, I'm staying at the downtowner and I'm supposed to meet him, uh, um, at 9.30 in the morning. So I walk out of the hotel room about five after nine, downtown Green Bay, you know, the old downtowner motel and, uh, the phone rings and I think it was Pat Tupper. I pick up the phone and, uh, he said, where are you? And I said, I'm walking out there. I'm, you know, I'll be there in 10, 15 minutes, you know, 15, 20, you know, whatever, you know, and he says, you're late. You're late, and I said, "What do you mean I'm late? I, you know, I, I'll be there in plenty of time. Nine thirty meeting." And so, you know, that's when that was my first experience of Lombardi time. I got there at nine twenty, thinking I was ten minutes early, and I was five minutes late. And of course, I've never been late after that. So, <laughs> well, and Don, that was going to be one of my next questions. What was your first experience walking into the locker room at Lambeau Field? So, 
you're late walking into the locker room in Lambeau Field the first time. Um, that's a, that's a really that's a really fascinating story. But um, <laughs> so I, I can imagine what you were you know feeling in that moment as you're looking around the locker room and, and seeing um, all of those uh, uh, great uh, and. You didn't know it at a time, but future Hall of Fame teammates as well. Oh, yeah. It, well, you know, it, 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 it's funny you say that, you know, because uh, that was such a great, great bunch of individuals. In fact, you know, I just saw Dave Robinson this last week in Eau Claire at a signing and, uh, and, and Carol Dale. And there are so many great individuals, gentlemen on, you know, and, and, and you know, Hall of Fame football players. But more importantly, you know, they were just great people off the field, you know, as well as on the field. And uh, uh, a lot of people say the worst thing that happened in my career, uh, you know, playing for a wide-open uh, West Coast passing type of offense like Don Coriel had at San Diego State when I was there. Worst, a lot of people in, in the business said, uh, you know, for me going to Green Bay, that was a big hindrance for me as far as my career, but, heck, I wouldn't trade it for the world because I caught the tail end of that great era up there with so many great, I mean, so many great, you know, football players, but more importantly, just, you know, just great teammates. And, uh, and you know, we're still close friends today, and unfortunately, uh, every time we go back to a reunion, there seems to be, you know, less and less of us around. But, uh, anyway, just a... You know, a, a, a great era, and I'm glad I, I was able to spend a little time there. And like you said earlier, once a Packer, always a Packer. I played for, you know, four different teams in a brief stint in the World Football League, but uh, once a Packer, always a Packer, no doubt about it. Yeah, and along those lines, looking back and uh, just thinking about what, what great men and also what great players that you had in, in, in that team during that era, were there any um, signs of greatness that you feel went unseen or unheard about? Uh, you know, uh, you know, you know. I guess that's hard to identify. You know, when when you know you're a young guy like I was, kind of young and cocky and 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 whatever. You know, I didn't pay attention to those kind of things. But I was just, uh, you know, looking back and reflecting on it, just just how those people handled themselves. You know, during difficult situations during the game, you know how they handle themselves with the public and you know the fans, um, and it, it, and then it, it's just you know just just a great bunch of individuals. Um, you know, Bart Starr, you won't find a better person. You know, and they, you know, to me, you know, he's almost a saint. Um, you know, I, uh, you know, I'm a young and cocky guy. You know, he he took me under his wing. He didn't have any reservations about me pushing for his job or whatever. Heck, you know, he was he was the man. And uh, and you know, you know, being that young, I wish I'd have, I wish I'd have studied me more and learned more from him. But uh, in the first couple of years, you're kind of young and cocky, and uh, you know, I just uh, you know, you know, you, you reflect and you go, gosh, you know, the you know the uh, the trials and tribulations and the fool, foolish things you do in youth. But, uh, you know, Barr was just a great, you know, you won't find a better man anywhere. And then so many other people, you know, Willie Davis, you know, Herb Adderley, uh, you know, Willie Wood, you know, Dave Robinson, you know, Ray Nitschke, uh, uh, just, you know, you know, Henry Jordan, God bless him, and Ron Kostelnik, and, uh, you know, Forrest Gregg, Jerry Kramer, Fuzzy Thurston, Max McGee, 
uh, and Skaronsky should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, just, I mean, Boyd Dower. I mean, so many of those great guys. I mean, you know, I, I can't say enough about them. They're just great, great people, great individuals, great gentlemen. Don, you're giving me goosebumps. Uh, some of the names that you're naming right there, I have signed jerseys hanging on my wall of some of those <laughs> teammates of yours. So it's uh, incredible to hear you uh, say some of these names. Uh, so as you come in, uh, we hear these famous stories of Vince Lombardi, the greatest coach of all time, uh, hands down, and these, these difficult training camps and these practices. So when you first walk through and you put the pads on for the first time, and, yeah, you've seen some of these guys. I know that uh, – I, I read a story that you were actually at Super Bowl one uh, oh, in the stands. Uh, and uh, so you saw these guys win it all the year before. So now here you are. You put the helmet on. You put the shoulder pads on. What was it like, those, those uh, grueling summers in Green Bay, uh, and that <laughs> grueling first summer with Coach Lombardi? Well, I want to tell you uh, – I would I would like to see some of these kids today go through those things that we went through back in the back in the mid in the mid sixties. I mean those grass drills. He would you know he would just beat us down physically with those grass drills. You know those ups and downs uh, before practice, and then you know he'd verbally abuse everybody. Uh, you know from time to time, and um, I mean I'm going holy. I mean I never I've never experienced anything like that in my life. But um, you know he would. Uh, you know, he'd walk around, he says, you know, he'd say, I know you're cussing me under your breath, you know, we're sitting here, you know, doing those grass drills. And I know you're cussing me under your breath, you know, your, you know, your breath. But he says, you know, you know, you know, in the end, you're going to thank me. You're going to thank me, you know, because you're going to be champions and stuff. But, you know, no matter how well you thought you were doing, he'd always ask more from you. He'd always get more out of you because he'd always push you to what you thought were your limits. And, you know, I can't do any more than he would find a way to get more out of you. And, uh, you know, and these kids today, I don't know if they could do that. I mean, it's just, you know, just amazing. And I know one time I was sitting in a in a meeting one time, and he's watching game film, and and uh, you know he made a comment. You know, he'd say Kramer, you know, Kramer missed a block or something. I think on on you know Ox Karras or something. Jerry missed a block, and and he turned around to Jerry and he said. You know, kind of paraphrase. He said, "So help me, Jerry." He said, "That's pathetic." He said, "I've seen stray dogs wander on this practice field that are better guards than you'll ever be." And I'm going, "Holy smokes! He's talking, this guy's all pro, and he's talking to him like that." I mean, what, what the, you know, <laughs> but that's the way he was. But you know, then he'd take you. You know, he, Vince was different. He would, uh, he would uh, in, in private, he would build you up. You know, he would. You know, he'd take you to the side and say, "Hey." He, you know, he, you know, he always called me Donald. He'd say, Donald, you know, I've, I've seen, I've, I've seen the best, I've seen the greatest, and you can be one of them, and that's why you're here. Da 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 da, da 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 da. And, you know, and, and you know, he'd take you in private where nobody could hear. And he'd, boy, <laughs> he'd take you out in front of the peers, and you know, the the fans, two thousand people. Sometimes we watch him practice, and he would just undress you. I'm go, what? The? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute! Yeah, I'm the same guy you just told me ten minutes ago that was going to. But he, you know, he did that to everybody. You know, I mean, he just he treated everybody that way. So, you know, that's why we we found strength in, uh, you know, in numbers. I guess you know we you know we'd complain and 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 bitch about it to each other. But uh, you know, he was just a great motivator all the time. Just you know, all the time. That's incredible. I mean, it, it, so. 
then uh, you know that leads me to my next question, which is, uh, was he was Coach Lombardi all business all the time? Um, you know, it sounds like um, you saw him as coach, correct? You didn't, you weren't, right. um, he didn't let you in, so to speak, uh, or, or was he just always coach, always anyway? Well, he, you know, he, I would say he was probably coach, probably ninety, ninety-five percent of the time. He had a pretty good sense of humor every now and then. Uh, you see it every now and then, you know. He he, he kind of you know let us uh, let us guard down and had a pretty good sense of humor and joke with you every now and then, you know, you know that type of thing. But uh, you know, when it when it comes to uh, when, it, when it comes to, to Sunday and game day, getting preparation for the game, he was uh, all business. I remember one one afternoon or one morning, I think it was. Uh, we were getting ready to play the Forty ers and they, they had just a so so team that year. You know, we were maybe halfway through the season. I don't remember the schedule exactly. And we're 10, 15 minutes into a practice on a Wednesday, which was our big day for our offense. And everybody's making mental mistakes. I mean, they're, you know, people are making mental mistakes, pulling the wrong way. You know, Bart fumbled a snap or two, and Zeke, and then me. And, and, and people are just making men, mental mistakes, and both offense and defense. And we're 15, 20 minutes into practice, maybe 25 minutes, and all of a sudden, Coach Lombardi starts, he says, he yells, he says, he says, I'm like, you know, oh, God, damn it, you know, get, get the heck off my field, get off, get off my field, get off, get off my field, right, get off this practice field right now, get off this field right now, don't come back. He turned around, walked off the field, got in his car, and drove off. And, uh, we <laughs> sat there, I mean, the, the coaches, and we're looking at each other going, uh-oh, what the heck is it? And the coaches, we, uh, 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 so we stood around for 10 or 15 minutes. We didn't know what to do. So we said, we better, we better get off his field and whatever. So <laughs> we got off the field, didn't practice much that day, you know, and a few hours later, you know, we had lunch and came back after that. We had our meetings, you know, our regular meetings after that, you know, over in the old, you know, the old, uh, the old portion of the stadium, you know, way before it is right now when they had all the buildings up in the north side. And, uh, anyway, we came to the meetings that, you know, that afternoon and you could have heard a pin drop. You know, Vince was focused. He was upset and uh, he got our attention and uh, everybody, uh, zoomed in on those meetings and stuff and, and whatever. And of course, the next day we go out to practice and everything's kicked, you know, we're working, everything's working all cylinders. We're, you know, we're fine tuned. We're running, but he just had the knack. He could read people. He could read you as an individual and know if you had to be, you know, uh, motivated or maybe knock down a step or two, or he could turn right around and just knew if the team was overly confident or maybe needed to be motivated or, or whatever. He just had a uncanny knack of, uh, of, uh, motivating, uh, you know, at the right time at the proper time, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. That's just incredible. And Don, I, I we'd be remiss if we didn't highlight you had some special individual moments uh in your Packers tenure as well. One of those was in the nineteen sixty nine um season finale against St. Louis. You completed twenty two of thirty one passes for four hundred and ten yards and five touchdowns. Pretty similar to the performance we saw this last week from uh Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but, so, but to take us back yeah. to that game, what was that like to be on fire like that? <laughs> well, that was, you know, we had a, we had a great game plan, of course, and, uh, and I think it was, uh, it was the last game of the season, and we were playing, uh, I think at that time, it was the St. Louis Cardinals, and Charlie, Charlie Johnson, who became a good friend over the years, was the quarterback, you know, of, uh, St. Louis that time, but, uh, anyway, we had a great game plan. Bob Snelker put together a great game plan, and we, you know, it was a team effort. Everybody executed uh, perfectly. And one of those days where, 
you know, everything is clicking on all cylinders and everything's working right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that was one of those games where, in fact, you know, that was Willie Davis day two. And I remember coming off the field, they took me out. They actually, they took me out of the game right at the beginning of the fourth quarter. I, you know, I'm not, I was, I wouldn't even, I didn't even care, but you know, somebody said, if they left you in the fourth quarter, you might've got 500 yards and no touchdown. Who knows? But, um, you know, but uh, I came out to the field. <laughs> I sat down. I sat down on the bench, and Willie Davis came over to me. and says, "God, porn, you up. You know, you upstaged me on my day. You, you upstaged me." <laughs> I love Willie. Was such a great guy. I tell you, all you know, those guys are so great. I tell you, I mean, they're so great. I mean, you know, I remember one game. Uh, it was a year before. I think it was '68 when I. I was in the army all year and I played that last yeah. game against the, against the Bears and had a reserve meeting in Milwaukee Saturday night and had to drive down to the hotel and didn't even think I'd be, be suiting up and got there about 2.30 in the morning at the Drake in, in uh, Chicago and went down to, uh, to breakfast the next morning and, uh, you know, I called him coach Lombardi, but he was GM then, I think, but he was still calling most of the shots with uh, Phil and ran in a, ran in a coach Lombardi and, uh, in the hallway on the way to uh, breakfast, and he said, Donald, what time did you get done last night? I told him, 2 o'clock, not 2.30. So he, he made a comment, like, well, did you bring any uniform? And I said, no, sir. He said, well, I think about shooting you up. I thought he was joking. And uh, after after breakfast, we went to the you know the, the meeting before we got on the bus to go to Wrigley. And uh, he said he deactivated Bart. He had uh, broken ribs, and he activated me. You know, oh, great, man. I get to suit up for a game, you know. And I've been on the Army all year and uh, missed, missed pretty much all season. I was in training camp for a few weeks before I went to the Army. And, uh, you know, and it was a big game for the Bears. If they win, they go to the playoffs. And the first time, you know, it would be the first time since they win in the early 60s. And uh, and uh, the Vikings wouldn't go. And uh, big game. If they had to win it. In the first quarter, they, uh, you know, they carry Zeke off the field. And he starts the game, and uh, and and, uh, and they turn to me and they yell at me and they horn get in there and I go, I go what? what? <laughs> and, uh, you know what? And uh, you know Billy Stevens was there and he was all he got his nose bit out of shape because he thought you know so anyway I go I go in the huddle the first time and I always give Jerry Kramer crowd you know static on this I said you know Jerry Jerry looked at me and I went in the huddle and he turned to the sidelines looked at me and he said. What the hell are you doing in here? And he turned. He says, "What the hell is he doing?" I said, Jerry, you really built my confidence. I tell you. And then, and then, uh, you know, I think the first series I lost thirteen yards or something. And then, then after that, I said, "The heck with it. I'm just going to just you know let her let her fly and go." And you know, we called her own place back then. And and um, I just said, "What the heck? I'm just going to go for it." And uh, anyway, you know, we ended up winning the game and. A few series later, Jerry picks me up and starts yelling at everybody, come on, let's help this kid out. This kid's doing okay. Let's help you. <laughs> you want so, him over, huh? Yeah, I want him over. So funny. I see I see Jerry fairly often. You know, I always keep static about that. I go, what the hell, Jerry? <laughs> and, and does Jerry still pick you up when you see him uh, these days, too? Yeah, or, yeah, uh, yeah I got to pick him up now. Yeah, I got to pick him up now. I tell him, I said, you know, I think it was the last, I think I, that was the last game he ever played as a Packer. Yeah. I think, yeah. I quarter, I tell him, I said, don't forget, I quarterback back the last game he ever played. <laughs> so treat me with some respect. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. he's, he's a great guy. Yeah. Jerry's a great guy. So he's, I tell you, all those guys were, man. You know, 
Kenny Bowman, uh, you know, I just saw Kenny not too long ago. It's just, I mean, these guys were tough. Kenny Bowman's one of the toughest guys I ever saw, under underrated and, uh, you know, very quiet and stuff. But um, so many great guys on that team, just guys with good character. Of course, that's what that's what Vince insisted. You know, he wanted he wanted guys, uh, you know, with, you know, ability and whatever and some other fortitude, but he wants he wanted individuals with, with some, you know, decent character too, so. Uh, which, uh, yeah, that's just yeah, that's just fantastic. And and Don, I, I know we want to be respectful of your time, but we'd be remiss if we didn't talk to you a little bit about the ice bowl. I mean, certainly the <laughs> um, <laughs> greatest game ever played, greatest game ever played, and yeah. you're right there, coach, standing next to Coach Lombardi. I think uh, pretty much the whole game. I I don't know if you were signaling plays onto the field or 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 what 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 role you had. Um, standing on the sideline, but but take us back to that. Well, that I mean, what, was, what was the mood well, like, and, and and what was well, that like for you on the sidelines? Well, you know, it, it, it snowed somewhat that you know that week prior to it, stuff like that. I remember you know, we had four of us; we were four bachelors living together: Jim Flanagan and uh, <laughs> and I uh, had Dave Dunaway and Dick Cap. We had four bachelors living together in a home over in uh, Ashwaubenon, I think, or whatever. I get up that morning and turn on, you know, turn on the TV and, you know, it's a beautiful day, sun's out, blue sky, and it's good morning. This is so-and-so green, you know, good morning, Green Bay. This is, uh, the high today is 15. I, you know, I mean, right now it's 15. The high today will be 11 below. I'm going, what the heck is, you know, so drove to the stadium, got in the stadium, and I hear Vince yelling. You can hear him bellowing down the hallways. You know, he's going, oh, damn, damn it, I'll, I'll get, him, get him on the phone. I don't care if it is Sunday. You know, getting us in New York City, he was wanting to call those, call the people that, that installed the um, the underground heating system, you know, that um, that summer. You know, because he had the underground heating system installed. He was bellowing. He was upset because some of the field was frozen and some wasn't, that type of thing. And anyway, so uh, we go to, you know, we go to uh, – we get ready for pre, you know, it was a terrible, I mean, I cannot believe how cold it was. And, um, I've never seen anything like it before. I mean, we didn't have the, uh, you know, the equipment they have today. Of course, you know, people would wear, you know, they put a pair of socks on, they put a plastic bag over their foot and then put another past and then, um, and then put another plastic bag over that and then tape it up. And then any exposed, you know, they'd have two or three, uh, sets of uh, long underwear and that type of thing they'd wear and then ski mask under their helmet. And any exposed part, uh, you know, their ears or their nose or whatever, they they put Vaseline on, uh, and they were, you know, just to keep the uh, try to keep as much heat in as possible, you know, our, our players when they went on the field, and um, it was just a you know a, a cold, cold, and a miserable day. But a funny thing about it is that the week prior to that, earlier that week, we had a we, we had a meeting and uh, Coach Lombardi. Uh, Pulled out this. Um, it was it was a little wooden Buddha. He pulled it out of a box, and he uh, and I kind of paraphrase here. And this was early in the week, and he says, uh, he says, gentlemen, I want to read this little note from you. And this uh, this soldier is from Green Bay, Wisconsin, uh, and or somewhere outside of Green Bay. And he says, uh, this he's a coach Lombardi. I'm sending you this wooden Buddha. Uh, he says, I'm a soldier, uh, infantry guy here in Vietnam. And I don't know where I'll be Sunday. You know, hopefully, I might be in a foxhole, a muddy foxhole somewhere. But wherever I'll be Sunday, God willing, I'm still alive. I'm going to be listening to Armed Forces Radio and pulling for my Green Bay Packers and that type of thing. And then he says, 
He says, it's good luck if you, he said, I wish you would take this little Buddha and pass it around to everybody and have him rub, rub the Buddha's belly because that brings you good luck. So we did that, you know, all kind of gesture. That was, you know, nice, that type of thing. So then we practiced all week and we come in from pregame, you know, from pregame warm-ups. Vince pulls that Buddha out again and he says, gentlemen, this is just another game for us, but for this soldier over there in Vietnam, you know, Think of what he's doing. He's risking his life to listen to you guys play this game. You know, again, I'm going to paraphrase or whatever. And uh, he's talking uh, about the soldier and, you know, and how much the Packers mean to him and, and that type of thing. And we can't let the guy down and the soldier and stuff like that. And so he took the Buddha and he made everybody, you know, uh, he passed it around to everybody. He says, you think this game? He says, it's not important at all. What's important is this soldier, you know, comes back alive and that type of thing and and whatever. That's what's important. And he said, let's let's just you know give him his last, you know, one more wish, whatever. Let's rub that Buddha one more time for him and good luck. And that's what we did. We went out in the field and we, you know, Bart found a way to, you know, I don't know how he did it, but he found a way to drive that last 65 yards in the last few minutes of that game. And and when he made that one call, he gave that give play to Chuck Mercine right before, you know, he snuck it over a couple of plays earlier. That you know, Chuck almost scored on that play. That was the greatest call I ever saw in my life. When he, you know, he he called that play at the right time when Bob Lilly was chasing, and uh, Chuck Messina almost scored. But uh, you know we found a way to win the game. It was um, cold, and we had a warm up to zero. You know, I remember we had a warm up to zero degrees on the sidelines on the bench. Guys were coming off the field trying to get warm to zero degree temperature. <laughs> it was wow. cold, cold day. Yeah. That's just incredible. I mean, I'm getting just chills listening to you talk about uh, that day. I mean, it's it seems like, um, you know, it's such a legendary uh, moment in time, and it's it's ingrained in all of, uh, all of the Packer fans' memories, even for those of us that, uh, you know, weren't there that day or, or alive to watch that game. Um, it's such a such a special um, time and and something that obviously uh, no Packer fan will ever forget. Um, you know, uh, Don, I, I I I if you don't mind, I have just one other question. Um, you return to Lambeau for the season opener um, to honor Bart Starr. Um, yes. So much has changed at uh, Lambeau Field in, in the past fifty years. What what has stayed the same to you? What has stayed the same? Oh yeah. Uh, Oh, you know, you know the uh, the fans. Um, uh, well, you know the fans, the spirit, the tradition. Um, I mean, you know, like you said, once a Packer, always a Packer. The tradition back there is uh, is uh, you know it, it you know it, it surpasses. I mean, nothing can surpass it. It's just uh, you know to me that's what you know that's what football is all about. You know, it's professional football. You know, it's the Green Bay Packers. And it was, you know, it was nice to go back and, and honor, you know, Bart. I mean, I, you know, I, I just love the guy. And I, you know, I, I played with him for four years and uh, wish I could have stayed longer, but, you know, doggone divine came in and took care of that. But, uh, um, you know, it, it was nice to see Cherry. I hadn't seen Cherry in three or four years. And she gave me a nice big hug and stuff like that. And Bart Jr., last time I saw Bart Jr., he was, you know, wasn't. <laughs> You know, he was a lot smaller. He wasn't near as tall as he is now. But you know, they, they said some special things to me too, and it, it was it was uh, it, it was very nice. And just uh, 
But uh, you know, you know, the fans back. I tell people I have to go back there every now and then just uh, just for my own ego. You know, I just <laughs> I go back there just you know just to be you know just kind of you know kind of relive uh, you know you know re- relive the glory days so to speak. You know, from from that era. And uh, of course, I try to go back too just to see uh, you know so many of those great players that are still around with us and. Uh, you know, every eventually. Um, I mean, you know, so many of them, you know, kind of, you know, aren't with us anymore, and that's sad too. So, I try to partake in in, in that experience and just to see these guys one more time. God willing, like see them one more time next year, and then God willing, you know, and then you know the following year and that type of thing. But uh, you know, we're all slowing down a little bit. You know, the older guys. Of course, I was just a a puppy. You know, when it came to the Ice Bowl and Super Bowl two and. And uh, I don't know. I was, you know, actually sitting in the stands at Super Bowl One, like you said, at uh, you know in the L.A. Coliseum, and I got my tickets from Bobby Bethard, who used to, he's, Bobby used to coach me in high school, and then he was his brother Pete was backing up Lenny Dawson, and and uh, I grew up in L.A. and I used to go all the Ram games, never spent more than a dollar, you know, to go to a football game, and uh, and uh, and and Bobby calls me up and he says, Don, you know, I'm a senior at San Diego State before the draft. This was a you know a few weeks before the draft. And Bobby calls me up and he says, Don, he says I got two tickets. You know, he says, you know, I'm you know I'm a part time scout now for the Chiefs. You know, my brother Pete and I, I said, yeah, Bobby, that's great. You know, and he says I got he says, I got two tickets to the Super Bowl next week. You know, the championship game. He says, you want it? I said, sure. He says they're twelve dollars a piece. And I went, what? I said, I can live a month on twelve bucks. What are you talking about? You know. <laughs> so I ended up buying them, and, and uh, you know, and uh, and I was sitting in the stands with my friend, and I'm actually pulling for the Packers. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know why, but I was pulling for Green Bay, and then heck, you know, a few weeks later, a month later, I get a call from this guy named Vince Lombardi, and uh, next year I'm on the field, and it's just, you know, it's just amazing how how life uh, presents itself to you. But, uh, yeah, I wish I could have stayed there longer. I was there four years. There were four real good years. I'd never forget them in my, you know, uh, in my life. I wish I could have stayed there longer. But, uh, you know, that divine came in, and uh, I guess he wanted to get rid of every Lombardi holdover that he could. So, and he uh, proceeded to do that, I guess. But, anyway, that's, it is what it is, so. Hey, listen, I enjoy talking to you guys. You, are you guys back in Green Bay? Is that where you are? No, sir. We're uh, down in uh, in Dane County, Madison area, actually. Oh, you're in Madison. Okay, yeah. yeah. Good friends of mine live in Madison. And old Rick Riker, the old tight end for the Badgers, is a good friend. He, You know, the old Badger tight end, the old, the old bonus baby for the LA Angels. I see him. No I'm kidding. Talking to him. Yeah, good man. <laughs> Stevens Point. Stevens Point guy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, well, what happened well, to you guys last last week? What you let Illinois beat you guys, man? You know uh, what the heck's going on? It was I mean, tough, I tell you, it was tough. But yeah, oh. we'll survive. Hopefully, you never know. Come back and win this week at Big yeah, you got, you got, yeah, yeah, you can yeah. make up for it this. You can make up for it this Saturday. So I'm pulling for you. That's the, yep. That's the beautiful part about football. Any given Sunday, right? <laughs> that's true. Well, well, we, you know, we don't want to take up any more of your time, sir. But it's it's been an absolute honor. Uh, one of the highlights of our podcast that we, you know, since we started, is the opportunity to talk to you. So we really appreciate you joining us. Uh, well, thank you. You're kind, and and uh, you guys are very welcome. Thank you. Go pack and go Badgers.
Go Pack Go. <laughs> go Pack Go.